live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Broadcasting as always from the granite live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And I am accompanied by my boy, producer Eli. What's up, man? What's going on, LFA family? Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Get ready for a full week of truth. Share, rumble, let's go. Truth, justice in the American way. Angel Girl is in the building. 43 Gators is ready for some truth. Dawtet is in the building. Logan is in the building. Majogo and Marky is in the building. They said they love me, not as much as I love you. Wayne Davis is here. Nolan Wallace, good morning. Welcome and thank you. Barb Joyce Allison is in the building. J.A. Fish is here. Carol, one, two, six. Mustache, I must ask you a question, Eli. Are you ready for some LFA or what? Terry Sue is here. Chavez Linda, Purple Snowflake is in the building. Big shout out to It's Me 77. Gina Marie says, true international under pressure. Kelly says, how's it going, LFA? And Barbara Peters says, hi, Jeremy, I love you. Well, I love you too, Barbara, and a big shout out to your husband. I love that man as well. Arkansas is in the building. Tim is here, how are you? Carla from Western Maryland. And let's give one more to Barry in North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Barry down there in North Kakalaki representing Linda from Maryland. Thank you for joining in. All right, folks, it's going to be a barn burner today. Eli had never heard that. Eli, you never heard it's going to be a barn burner? Never heard that term. Eli is an older millennial. He's not a Gen Xer, so maybe that's why he doesn't understand the term. Uh, going to be a barn burner. Well, that means it's going to be one heck of a show for each and every one of you. Two packed hours, and hopefully you read the description of today's show. We'll go through that description right now. Today we're going to be talking about John Kerry and how he lies to the world, and anybody who tells you about climate change is just a, is just a fear-mongering moron. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump here in New Hampshire, what happened over the weekend, what we expect tomorrow. We're going to be talking about endorsements that Donald Trump has picked up over the weekend. John Fetterman looks a lot smarter than Joe Biden, Eli. That is going to be a topic of today. We're going to get into the southern border. We're going to get into voting machines being exposed and disposed. 
of. And um, there happens to be a lot of talk. In a weird, weird, I guess, report, there's a lot of talk of assassinating Donald Trump lately. And I expected that to happen. The more we got, the further we got away from, you know, any real jail time or any real charges brought up against the man. There's a lot of people talking about assassination right now, and they should be immediately jailed for that disgusting talk. We're going to be talking about how people are starting to eat humble and justice pie and so much more right here on this jam-packed two hours of Live from America. So I need you guys to do me a huge and wonderful favor. I need you to give this a thumbs up, rumble this video. I also need you to copy the link and share it. Now that Facebook has so many more, uh, is allowing the LFA link to be there again, go back, share it on um, Facebook, share it on your true social, share it on Getter, share it on Twitter, share it on Gab, share it wherever you can, folks. Get this show out there, and it's gl- I'm glad to be back with each and every one of you now. I started out saying that we were going to be talking about John Kerry. Well, we are going to. Because it is time for this man to be arrested. It is time for people to sue this man for false advertisement. It is time for lawsuits to start happening on this man. We need to bankrupt this man. We need to cancel culture this man. We need to arrest this man. And we need to lock this man up and throw away the key. John Kerry is an existential threat to the United States of America and the world. And he's far more of a threat than man-made climate change. I want to share this video that I found on Instagram from the Heritage Foundation. Let's go ahead and roll it now. Be any more coal-fired power plants permitted anywhere in the world. That's how you can do something for health. It's fine for John Kerry to sit there in his beautiful suit, having come to Dubai on his plane, and then tell the rest of the world that they shouldn't be using coal. Coal is an essential ingredient in global electricity grids. And without it, many people would be sitting in the dark without enough food to feed their families. It's not possible to have an electric grid powered just with solar and wind. Getting rid of our coal would not help the climate at all because India, China, Russia are ramping up their production of coal-fired power plants. China is building two coal-fired power plants a week. And if we got rid of all fossil fuels in the United States, it would only make a difference of two-tenths of one degree centigrade by the year 2100. It wouldn't have any effect at all because our production of carbon is such a small fraction of global production of carbon. Well, there shouldn't be any- so there you go. Even if we stopped every bit of it today, even if we stopped all coal production today in the United States, it would only make up 0.02% of total carbon uh, added, uh, taken away from the world by the year 2100. It wouldn't make a difference in the world, especially when everybody else is ramping it up. This has only been and has always been designed to destroy the United States of America. Let me say that again. This John Kerry, Al Gore, and all of these Green, green New Deal nut jobs, they are traitors to the country and they pose an existential threat to this country. Not because of climate, but more about the climate of the country in its political sphere. And they're causing division. They're causing fear. And that fear is getting people actually killed. They deserve to be arrested. They deserve to be put to death, if you ask me, for what they have done to this world. They are purposely destroying the economy, the strength, and the leadership of the United States of America 
by pushing this crap. And the minute that that moron decides to get off of his private jet and get in a boat and row to Davos and row to all these places where he's telling us what we need to do, then maybe I'll think about it. And even then, I'll reject it because it's nothing but a hoax. That's all it is. That's all it ever was. Let's see what the LFA family has to say this early in the morning. Let's see what you guys think about John Kerry, Al Gore, and their constant barrage of climate lies. Oh, by the way, we're on the coldest uh, year in record for the United States, Eli. We're on, we're on track to get to the coldest year record. Remember, it was global warming. Then they had to change it to climate change because global warming wasn't a thing anymore. So now they, the sporadic clan changing in climate, right? Absolutely. When will we stop the killing? They all deserve to be hung. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Y'all see these people whining all over Twitter. What would that say? Whining all over X. Saying that they won't vote for Trump. Oh, because DeSantis dropped out. Yeah, they will. They'll bend the knee. They'll bend the knee. All of those losers will bend the knee. Row, row, row your boat. Gently cross the sea. Davos is where you're going to. And never come back again. God bless America. There is nothing to fear but fear itself. Stop let the uh, stop and uh, letting them control you. Wake up. Amen. Amen. You guys all know. You all know. Somebody said we have ice here in Oklahoma. Schools are closed. That damn global warming, huh? That damn global warming, Eli. Eli, that global warming is attacking us out here by making us colder. Yeah. It's weird. Well, we should probably just don't understand it. You idiot. We're just too we're not educated enough to understand the intricate workings of how the climate works you see eli the climate goes up the climate goes down back when you and i were a kid we called those the seasons are changing the weather called it the weather now they call it climate change and everybody's gonna die right the hot air is coming from the evilness i like that i like that just getting here but i already know what to think of them said michelle curl amen all right folks we are about We're 12 minutes past the hour. I'd like to give some thank yous, if I could, right now to those of you who contribute monthly uh, out of your debit accounts, out of your credit cards, whatever it is. If you're contributing monthly to Live from America in the way of monthly donations that we can account, recurring monthly donations so we can actually budget, I want to say thank you today. Uh, Robert Leckie, God bless you. Kathy Witt, thank you so very much. Rich and Doris England, thank you so much for your contribution of $30 every month. Chris Uselton, $10 every month. With this to say, with faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. Thanks, brother, for all your dedication and hard work. One American patriot, right here in the chat. God bless you. Gene Bagnell Thomas, thank you. Roxanne Coley says, thank you, Jeremy, for all you do. Thank you for all you do as well. You do more than I do. Angela uh, Giglio, Barry Watson, Connie Hammock, and Mary Jolly, who says, God bless, wish I could donate more with a $10 monthly, um, a monthly donation. You know what, you guys, whether you donate one cent or $100 a month, every bit of that goes towards the operating costs of Live from America and LFA TV, and we very much appreciate your, um, your kindness. Thank you so very much to each and every one of you. Now... I think it is time to go to the Lord. How about you on this January 22nd, 2024? Let's get into this now. Growing in grace is all about trusting in me. You can't grow in grace 
unless you're trusting God in all and any and all things that you do, right? In the good times, in the bad times, in the ugly times, in all the times. One of the best ways of connecting with me, God, not me if you're just joining in, the here and now is trusting me in every situation where you find yourself in. So think about this. My daughter this weekend, I was talking with my uh, my daughter Shaylin. And while I was talking with my daughter Shaylin, my other daughter Lily was at the kitchen table. And now my other daughter Lily is six, so she doesn't see the world the way we do. She doesn't have the wisdom the way, the way we have wisdom. She doesn't see an accident waiting to happen. How many of you, when you were children, went around behind your kids moving things and, and, and staging things to where they did not get hurt? So my daughter had chocolate milk. She put the chocolate milk right by her elbows. See, there was a reason why we weren't allowed to have our elbows on the supper table when we were kids. My mom used to always say that. So did my grandma. But she had her elbows on the, on the table while she's looking over here. The chocolate milk is right here by her elbow, right? I moved the chocolate milk while I'm talking to my other daughter. She then moves her arm like this. Had I not moved that chocolate milk, the chocolate milk would have been all over the, the, the floor and all over the table. Well, God is like that, folks. God is right there. Always moving things out of your way, setting you up for uh, for wins. And when he doesn't answer your prayers or answer your blessings, I mean, or bless you with what you want. Maybe, maybe, maybe it means that God is keeping you from some disaster that you can't handle. So trust him in all the things that you do, no matter what. And trust that he's right there with you. First John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. Psalm 139.10. Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. That means that God's right there, man. He's right there with you, whatever you want to do. 4,300 people are here in the gospel right now. Before you turn out the light, all you 4,300 people, grasp my hand in the dark and don't let go, for I will never let go of you. Think about that, folks. All day long, God is moving chocolate milks out of your way so you don't have an accident. Pretty incredible stuff, isn't it? All right, here we go. Please remove your hats, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I think John Kerry will be dealt with by God, not us. Justice is coming to all those who have been evil. That light, that sunlight is disinfecting a lot of evil lately, including this weekend. So ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to get ready for the first and foremost section. And some people who are ready with us in that first and foremost section is OFP Farms. Have you joined the herd yet? Have you guys went to OFPFarms.com and joined the herd yet? Have you put your name in for their email list? Well, if you haven't, you should do so today. Why? So that you guys can keep up on all the good stuff, all the new stuff, Family owned and operated since 2014, quality uh, milk, goat milk products, quality packaging, quality people. Folks, it doesn't matter if it's your soap, if it's your lotions, if it's your chapsticks, if it's your deodorants, or if it's your beard and body oils, one way, or if it's your magnesium, one way or another, folks, this massive, 
massive, uh, beloved company, five-star reviewed company from everybody who visits, is a blessing to each and every one of you. Valentine's Day is coming up, folks. So if Valentine's Day is coming up, you know darn well that OFP Farms has got you covered. Check it out. Margaret the Goat Valentine gifts set for Valentine's. How can you go wrong with that beautiful packaging? This is a pre-order. All Margaret the Goat Valentine gifts will be begin shipping uh, on February 1st. Any products ordered along with the gift set will be shipped together. If you need products sooner, please make separate purchases. New to the farm, Margaret the Goat Valentine gift box set. Let's see what's in this this puppy, huh? Well, look at that. You get Margaret the Goat because you've already had the other one, right? So now you get this one. You get the variety uh, uh, shack pack, snack, excuse me, the variety snack pack, right? You get this beautiful packaging, and there's Margaret right there. How can you go wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, OFPFarms.com. That is OFPFarms.com. Promo code LFA15 to get yourself 15% off at OFPFarms.com. And while you're at it, folks, do not forget about MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com for all your pillow, blankets, and towel needs. They've got the best. They've even got some of the greatest slippers on earth. They've got a lot of deals going on right now. Mike Lindell dropped by Fox News, always picked up by the people. That is MyPillow.com slash LFA today. MyPillow.com slash LFA. Eli, you got your field of greens? I have hot cocoa today. You have hot cocoa? You don't have your field of greens? It's really cold here. It's three degrees and I still need my field of greens, so bottoms up, baby. All right. Here we go. Let's get right into it. First and foremost section of today, Donald Trump is actually killing it in the state of New Hampshire. You guys know that Donald Trump showed up and showed out this weekend here in New Hampshire, specifically in Manchester and in Rochester, packed crowds, lines in the five degree weather, standing in the snow, reminiscent of Iowa just a week ago. Here we are, folks. It is primary day tomorrow here in the great granite state of New Hampshire. And I have a feeling Donald Trump is going to pull off a win very similar to what he did in Iowa. Now, my rhino governor, Chris Sununu, has zero intuition, zero brains, zero integrity. Much like the bird brain candidate that he is endorsing and stumping for and simping for all over the state of New Hampshire. Nothing is worth e- worse, Eli, than seeing our worthless governor walk, go around from town to town, not be welcomed with the, any kind of... of um, uh, of, of, of encouragement or inspiration. He's definitely not a Donald Trump, but yet he simps around New Hampshire, walking around for Nikki Haley going, Donald Trump is just not the guy. He's just not the guy. Well, he seems like the guy here in New Hampshire, Eli. Nikki Haley, I mean, she's within single digits of catching up with him. Oh, she's single, all right. She's single. Nobody loves Nikki Haley. Or should I say, or should I say, Eli, Nimrod? What is it, Eli? It's not Nimrod. No, 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 no. Let me get the, pr- the exact pronunciation of Nikki Haley's name for you, Eli. I don't want to mess this up. Nimarata Rondawa. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? Well, we're going to get to that in just one second. But until we do, let's move on with this. A poll taken by Insider Advantage after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race, which we'll get to as well. 
suspended his campaign for the Republican uh, presidential nomination Sunday. President Trump increased his lead over Nikki Nimrata Rondawa Haley, South Carolina uh, ex-governor. Among new, uh, likely New Hampshire GOP voters, 62 to 35, Eli. 62 to 35. Now, remind me what he won by in Iowa. He won by just under 30 points. It looks very reminiscent of Iowa, doesn't it? Nikki Haley, or should I say Nimorata Randawa, which is her actual name, is going to get absolutely trounced in the great state of New Hampshire. Okay, a press release uh, by Insider Advantage observes that of undeclared voters, these are people that are not declared, Donald Trump is picking up steam heavily and is now put at between undeclared and Republican GOP voters 60 to 35. That is an absolute trouncing, an absolute trouncing. 60, oh, so here's what we have, Eli. Donald Trump, 62. Nimrata Randawa, 35. And undecided, 3%. He's absolutely running away with the nomination. And Nikki spent $100 million herself in Iowa. $100 million. Eli, how many? Eli, how many? Vet, homeless veterans could be helped off the street with $100 million. Half, if not all. $100 million spent to lie about Donald Trump and to try to stop Donald Trump. Nimrata, uh, Nimrod, we call her, Nimrata Randawa should have spent her money in a better place, don't you think? Now, voters in New Hampshire are not buying Nimarata Randawa's BS. As a matter of fact, a gentleman here in the great state of New Hampshire this weekend shocked Nikki Haley with a very simple question about that $100 million, Eli. So I think we should go ahead and roll it. Good, Good to see you, nice Dean. Nice to see you, Dean. Oh, I love that. We'll get out and vote on Tuesday. It's important. Yeah, so can I ask you just like a tiny question? Yeah. Do you think it's responsible for politicians to spend like $100 million in Iowa on TV ads, which go to mainly news stations that have lied to us for years when there's homeless veterans out there that could use that money? When you didn't even come close to beating Trump, and you spent like a hundred million in TV ad money. Do you know my husband's better? That's fine. He's I'm a just combat saying, veteran. I'm and do you know that you, when the media doesn't tell the truth, the whole reason you put commercials on is to tell the truth because yeah, the media doesn't. My point is, you're not going to be Trump, and you know all of the money you're wasting could go to better causes. I appreciate that. would make that. the Republican Party actually. Oh no, sorry. You know what? Last I saw, it was yeah. a democracy. So we're going to keep working yeah. for a good democracy. Yeah. We're going to work for freedom. But thank you for. Well, there it was, folks. Uh, Nimrata Randawa was not happy about the questions that she was asked in New Hampshire about the $100 million that she spent knowing darn well that she had zero chance to beat Donald Trump. It lets you, it, it, it actually validates to you 
that there's a lot more going on than people running for president and trying to get their message out there. It is dirty. It is evil. And what these people do and why they run and how long they run for is a strategic move on their part to position them for something else. And it's not president because all of them knew that they had no chance. What they were waiting for was Donald Trump to be arrested. Since that didn't happen, now look at him. Nimarada Randawa. That is her name. Now, a lot of you might be saying, Jeremy, what are you talking about? Here we go. Nikki Haley's name is not Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's name is not even close to Nikki Haley. It's not even close. Nikki Haley's name is Nimarata Randawa. R-A-N-D-A-W-A. Nikki Haley was an anchor baby born of foreign parents who came to this country and gave birth to her while they were here, not citizens. They were not citizens of the United States of America. So Nikki Haley, now that the Democrats have exposed what her real name is, Nikki Haley is embracing the Democrat way of life And she is now going on TV and embracing her brownness, saying that she was bullied when she was little, Eli, because she was brown. But in a country like what we have today, with so much acceptance and tolerance and diversity, you were still ashamed? Weird. But here's the thing, Eli. When you look at Nick Nimrata, Nikki Haley, Rondawa, No part of me thinks she's brown. When you told me today that was her real name, I was like, wait a minute. I always thought she was just a regular white woman. No shape or form, in no way, shape or form did I think that that woman ever looked brown. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy, that guy looks brown. He looks like he is from that region of of the world. Nikki Haley has never embraced that. Vivek Ramaswamy has embraced that. Eli, can you imagine the two of them having a debate, but Nikki trying to like embrace her, her Randawa uh, roots? Like, like, what would she be saying to him, Eli, if they had a debate and Vivek was like, you don't even embrace your roots. Your, your, your name is completely different than your actual name. Don't you ever say that I do not embrace my roots. Listen to my accent right now. I'm very proud of my roots. I wasn't about 10 or 15 minutes ago, but that's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. I am brown now. I am brown now, says Nikki Haley. And I was bullied for being brown. Really? That would be like me being bullied for being black, Eli. Imagine if I came to work and said, man, I'm having a bad day. And you're like, Jeremy, what's wrong? And I said, I was bullied today. And you were said, for what? And I said, for being black. Uh, Oh. uh. (laughs) Sorry for your racist uh, uh, adventures this morning. But uh, Jeremy, you're not black. You are white. And I would say, no, that's wrong again, Eli. I am peach. This is Nikki Haley telling you that she was bullied for being brown? Roll it. The only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop how I made sure that the Walter Scott family 
didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls die in Mother Emanuel Church, I did something that no Republican or Democrat ever wanted to touch, which was call for the Confederate flag to come down because it would take two-thirds of the House and Senate and was an impossible feat. I don't know what you're implying with that, but what I will tell you is saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black, because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. It's the reason that I fight bullies every day when it comes to racism, anti-Semitism, or hate, and I always will. You are not brown. There is no way on planet Earth that you were disqualified in America for being brown because you were not black or because you were not white. You mean to tell me, Nikki Haley, that you walked up to the people, you're getting ready to do your thing, and they held up a color and they said, mm, nope, you do not fit the black and you do not fit the Caucasian. You got to go, Nikki Haley. This is a lie. This is a lie. And by the way, Eli, why isn't she proud of her Indian heritage? Yeah. Yeah, why, didn't, why did you ever decide to hide it? And don't say because, oh, I was picked on. Stand proud. Just like in uh, Hollywood when, you know, I, we hear about women's empowerment and this, that, and the other. But then you hear about an actress who's like, oh, they wanted me to take my clothes off and I had to do No, you didn't. Stand up for yourself. Stand proud. You would think that being in America and being a woman of Indian descent that she would embrace that, who she is. You know what I mean? But she didn't. She ran from it, changed her name completely, and hid from it because she is ashamed of it. So our good friend Terrence, uh, Eli, our good friend uh, Terrence Williams, he had something to say about this. Now, you guys all know who Terrence Williams is. Terrence Williams is a great, uh, great comedian, a great conservative. And boy, those pancakes he makes, Eli, those are good too. Now, I have a feeling, I have not watched this yet. I just saw this come across, so I'm going to play it. But I have a feeling Terrence Williams said something about this. Girl, stop. Girl, stop. Just stop now. Don't do it. Let's see what he says. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. <laughs> brown where? Brown where? Girl. Okay, if that's the case, we were the only white family in Compton, California. <laughs> Nikki, I'm brown. I'm black. Nikki, these blondes, those are brown. You ain't brown, Nikki. <laughs> what the? Nikki! You color blonde. You can't be the president of the United States. So you color you don't even know what color you are. You ain't brown, baby girl. Uh, he says, if you brown, then I'm the only, we grew up the only white family in the South Compton. He said, Eli. <laughs> he said, girl, bye. You colorblind. You colorblind. You can't be president of the United States if you don't even know the color brown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Eli, what do you think of that? 
don't know. You know, I half expect Nikki to be like, oh, you know, we actually have some footage from when I was a girl and the boy's teasing me that I was brown and cut to something that's just completely newly made. <laughs> You're brown. And then the kid's going on about their day. Is that about how it went, Nikki? No, they would find, they'd find footage from, like, India of a girl wearing a surrey. You know what I mean? And they, like, they would, like, superimpose two white kids in there and be like, we're not playing with you, brownie. <laughs> like a Bollywood movie and they'd all break out into dance. <laughs> I am brown. Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't even. I need uh let's see what the LFA family thinks. If she's brown, Elizabeth Orrin is an Indian, that's for sure. Uh let's see. Let's see. Oh, what the LFA family has to say. Nikki is brown? <laughs> With a question mark. I guess so. Pocahontas 2.0. <laughs> Girl, bye. Oh, my gosh. She's praying for the colored vote. Well, you ain't going to get that in New Hampshire. Might get six. Right, Eli? Seven, maybe? Oh, Maggie says she's a backseat bimbo. Wow. Wow. Her her pronouns are Nimrod Slurpee. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. That's like calling Christy fat. You can't, a fat pig. You can't do that, okay? We can't do that. Okay, we can't say Nimrod Slurpee, okay? That's racist, okay? But it is funny. That's not a joke. <laughs> 12GG, Eli says, my, I'm a ginger and my freckles are darker than her. <laughs> Whitest brown person ever. Unbelievable. Okay. Let's see. Hey, can we get 6,000 people watching today, Eli? It's a Monday. We have 5,500 people. Do you know if all 5,500 people share right now, we will hit 6,000 within, within five minutes? That's the power of the share. Make sure you guys rumble the video. All right, moving on. That was funny. Now we need to move on to Ron. Um, uh, before we move on to Ron DeSantis, my friend Ben Berkwam was graced New Hampshire with his presence this weekend. And Ben was down in Manchester this weekend. And he happened to run into somebody, Eli. Do you know who he possibly could have run into? I know. Down in Manchester, New Hampshire. Who did he run into, Eli? Sonono. Sonono. That's right. Our friend Ben Berkwam ran into Chris Sonono. Let's see what he had to say to him. That's in New Hampshire, guys. Ben Berkwam, Real America's Voice News, out here in front of the Red Arrow Diner. Open since 1922, 100 years. Stay tuned the rest of today and tomorrow. We're going to be bringing you coverage of the primary. Hey, Governor. Hey, guys. How are you? Ben Berkwam, Real America's Voice. Hey, Booker. Good to see you. Uh, quite quick question. The the people are asking. Seconds. Okay, the the people are asking seconds. if uh, Haley drops out, are you going to endorse Donald Trump? Oh, Haley ain't dropping out. Look, she, well, she, she has she's got a shot to win this thing. There's no doubt about it. Okay, All if she if she drops out, are you going to endorse Donald Trump? Apparently, no comment from Governor Sununu on that. Other than he's she's not going to drop out. Stay tuned, guys. Much more Real America's Voice news out here in Manchester, New Hampshire. Ben Burkwam. Stay tuned. Well, he, uh, Nikki's not going to drop out. I want, Chris Noonan, would you like to make a bet? Eli, he says, oh, Nikki's not dropping out. I bet you this. You ready for this? Nikki Haley will drop out before she gets to South Carolina. This is what I'm thinking, okay? Bear with me. Nikki Haley will lose in a, in a massive fashion here in New Hampshire. She then does not want to go to South Carolina 
and get absolutely trounced by Trump in the state where she was governor because that'll make her even look more worthless and then she has no future in politics whatsoever. So I'm going to say this, Eli. If Donald Trump pulls it off without any cheating in New Hampshire by Chris Sununu or anything and pulls it, look, he's not going to lose. But if he beats her by 20 or more, she drops out before South Carolina. If it's within 10 or less, she stays to be embarrassed in South Carolina and she drops out after South Carolina. Either way, Donald Trump will be the only nominee going into Super Tuesday. He'll be the only nominee going into Super Tuesday. Chris Sununu, you're about to get your clock cleaned. Now, Ron DeSantis. If you guys don't know, Ron DeSantis has dropped out. I'm sure you, you all know this by now. But I'll say this. A lot of people have said, good for him. Good for him. Good man dropping out. I disagree. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag forever going in. And when he dropped out, he didn't give Donald Trump an enthusiastic endorsement. Now, he did give him the endorsement. It's because he has no choice. It's because he signed a pledge and he's a coward. Okay? You, if you honestly think that he likes the fact that Donald Trump just beat the brakes off of him and his $300 million that he raised, you're sadly mistaken. He does not like Donald Trump. He gave him an endorsement, but not a resounding dorm. He actually looks like he was going to cry talking about it, Eli. You know? He actually looks like he was sad to have to do it. He could have given him a better endorsement. Now you say, Jeremy, you're a little bit too hard on the guy. Really? After what he did to MAGA, he deser- we deserve for him to beg and grovel and say Donald Trump is the right man for the job. He's the only man for the job. There's nobody better. I messed up. I'm sorry. Should have said that. Didn't. But we'll take your resignation, and we don't need your endorsement. Greetings from Florida. The warmth of being home is a reminder why I've chosen public service. From joining the United States Navy and serving in Iraq, to representing the people in the U.S. Congress, and now serving as governor of Florida. And it reminds me why I decided to run for president, to fight for those who have been forgotten in this country. This is America's time for choosing. We can choose to allow a border invasion, or we can choose to stop it. We can choose reckless borrowing and spending, or we can choose to limit government and lower inflation. We can choose political indoctrination, or we can choose classical education. These choices are symptoms of the underlying struggle to ensure that constitutional government can endure and that Western civilization can survive. And we launched this campaign to bring accountability to government, regain sovereignty at our border, and restore sanity to our society. We cannot succeed as a country if we allow our nation to be invaded, our currency to be debased, our cities to crumble, and our kids to be indoctrinated. The D.C. elites who facilitated this mess do not care about you, and they do not work for you. They work for themselves. They seek to accumulate power at your expense to pursue an agenda that is harmful to the American people. Citizens do not serve politicians. It is the duty of politicians to serve you. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Reversing the decline of this nation requires leadership that delivers big results for the people we are elected to serve. I have a record of leading with conviction, championing an agenda marked by bold colors, delivering on my promises. Hold on, stop real quick. We'll go back. You notice how he's just talking about how great he is? Notice that. Eli, he dropped out. You're, you're like the equivalent of a grade school dropout. You didn't even make it to the high school of primaries. You're still in grade school, nummy, and you dropped out. And he's sitting there, Eli, talking about himself in his dropout video. Yeah. Now, somebody in the chat, and look, I'm, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to single anybody out, but people are saying, this is the time to unite, not trash him. I disagree. You will unite. You will bend the knee and you will beg for forgiveness for what you did and you will unite. I'm not uniting around you. Unite around me. Your time is over. You're going to sit here and talk about how great you are in your dropout video? Loser. Who are responsible for our nation's decline. That is the type of leadership we need for all of America. Now, over the past many months, Casey and I have traveled across the country to deliver a message of hope that decline is a choice and that we can, in fact, succeed again as a nation. Nobody worked harder, and we left it all out on the field. Trump worked harder. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci, Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. All right, stop. Right there. He did not endorse Donald Trump. That's my problem with the guy. So a lot of you guys might be sitting here going, hey, he did his thing. He's, he's dropped out. He did what he was supposed to do. Trump was gracious. Trump was classy in it. That's what Trump's supposed to do. In his job, that's what he's supposed to do. In my job, that's what I'm not going to do. He sat there and said, I have, to do- I have to endorse Donald Trump. He didn't say he'd like to endorse Donald Trump. He didn't say it is my honor to endorse Donald Trump. He didn't say you guys have spoken. Now it's my honor to get behind the man, the only man that can win. He said, because I didn't win, then we have to go to this guy. I signed a pledge. And by the way, he's miles above Joe Biden. He's miles above you too. And when you said nobody worked harder... Trump worked harder. This is my problem with his endorsement. Now, I know you guys are a lot more forgiving on him than I am. Look, I'll forgive the guy. I'll forgive the guy, but I will never forget. And like I said, Ron DeSantis' political career is over. Run the rest of it. Elevation of Anthony Fauci, Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. I thank all of our passionate supporters who have stood by us through it all, that we had people volunteer to come to Iowa in the middle of a blizzard to knock on doors and make phone calls touched us dearly. No candidate had more thrown at him, but no candidate had so many committed volunteers and staff. Finally, I wanna thank my wife, Casey, and our kids, Madison, Mason, and Mamie. Casey's gone far above and beyond in her support for our campaign and for our cause. She's not only a great wife and mother, she's a great American who cares deeply about the future of the country that our kids will inherit. Our kids have seen and done a lot on the trail, from playing on the famed Field of Dreams baseball site in Iowa to making their first snowman in New Hampshire. They are one of the reasons we fight so hard for what we believe in. Winston Churchill once remarked that 
Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. While this campaign has ended, the mission continues. Down here in Florida, we will continue to show the country how to lead. Thank you and God bless. So a lot of people are saying they hope his career is not over. He's done so much for Florida. I don't think he has. I don't think he did a lot for Florida at all. I think you got the illusion of what he did. I think he did some good things for the illusion to run for president. But let's face it. He lied when he said he didn't lock people down. He lied when he said he didn't lock down beaches. He lied when he said that that he didn't push the vaccine when we have the video of him pushing the vaccine, many videos, but the one especially where he injected that 90-year-old man who died two weeks later. We saw him wearing masks everywhere. We know what your insurance prices are like in Florida. We know what your taxes are like in Florida. We get it. We get it. We saw through it. So people say we need to unite. You're right, we do. But I'm not uniting around them. They can unite around us. The days of, of, of allowing rhinos to come back in after the damage that they caused, after the Democrats that they helped to try to go after Donald Trump, the days of forgetting about what they did are over. Look, you can come into the fold, but you're going to know your role. You're going to shut your mouth and you're going to play your part. You're not getting anywhere near the campaign. You're not getting anywhere near with the presidency. And your days of being elected as a high-profile uh, elected official are done. Ron DeSantis is done. Nikki Haley is done. Chris Christie is done. Their futures are bleak, meek, and foggy. I am done with it. Too many times in 2016, look what we did. In 2016, we beat the brakes off of every single Republican, 16 of them, that tried to destroy Donald Trump. And what happened after that? What happened? They all bent the knee and they all knew their place. As soon as they smelled blood in the water that Donald Trump might go to jail, they all picked up their same old habits, didn't they? Until they realized that he wasn't going to go to jail and then now they're embracing him again. I'm tired of fair weather fake friends. You're either going to be loyal and true or I don't want you and I don't care about your endorsement. And by the way, Ron DeSantis' endorsement doesn't matter. Look at all the people that support him, like Chris Nelson and Bill Mitchell and all the wussies over on Twitter. They are not voting Trump. They're saying they're going to go vote for Biden now. Ron's endorsement means nothing because Ron's statements means nothing because Ron's integrity meant nothing. Now, this is Donald Trump in New Hampshire in the same building that me and Eli met uh, Donald Trump in. This is him retiring the name Ron DeSanctimonious. Okay. He just said, will I be using the name Ron DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired. <laughs> That name is officially retired because there's no reason to even talk about it anymore. Now, I will play the classy video that Donald Trump, of Donald Trump thanking Casey and thanking Ron and that they ran a great campaign. This is what he needs to do. This isn't what I need to do. And by the way, Casey, she will run for governor of Florida or Ron will run for senator, U.S. senator from Florida. You watch. Roll it. Oh, wait, is this that, is this the video of Trump? Yeah, okay. Before we begin, I'd like to take time to congratulate Ron DeSantis and, of course, a really terrific person who had gotten to know his wife, Casey, for having run a great campaign for president. He did. He ran a, a really good campaign, I will tell you. It's not easy. They think it's easy doing this stuff, right? It's not easy. But as you know, he left the campaign trail today at 3 p.m. And 
In so doing, he was very gracious, and he endorsed me, so I appreciate it. I appreciate that, and I also look forward to working with Ron and everybody else to defeat Crooked Joe Biden. We will have to get him out. We have to get him out. He's put our country at great peril, at great peril. So I just want to thank Ron and uh, congratulate him on doing a very good job. It's a tough situation. It's a tough thing to do. I'm thrilled to be <clears throat> So that was Donald Trump's very classy, uh, you know, acceptance of the endorsement. Now, a lot of people are saying, I don't know where you're getting your truth from. Florida was never locked down. It was. If you go back to the first month of lockdowns, he took people off beaches. He closed down businesses. He made people wear masks. I even went to Florida during CPAC of that year, and I had to wear a mask. Rogan O'Hanley, D.C. Drano, got kicked out of the place for not wearing a mask. Now, I know that that is city-driven and not statewide. I get that 100%. But Ron DeSantis is not nearly the COVID angel that he would like you to believe. And yes, while Florida was a lot better than almost every state except for South Dakota— why don't you ask Floridians how they're doing with insurance prices and taxes right now? Ask that. Ask that. Ask Floridians if they're happy with what their governor has done in the last year. I'll bet you that most are going to say no. Now, Donald Trump was then immediately here talking, talking um, about here. in New Hampshire this weekend was also endorsed by uh, Tim Scott. And then Tim Scott went on mainstream media immediately and started defending his decision to endorse Donald J. Trump and move on. Let's check this out. This morning, as president, yes. uh, he did try to overturn a legitimate election. He called no, he didn't. January 6th rioters it hostages wasn't a legitimate and election. promised to pardon them. He is charged with keeping classified documents and obstructing attempts to get them back. Uh, and on the campaign now, he's arguing that presidents should have total immunity, even if they, quote, cross the line. How is that law and order? Well, he has a legal team that can answer the questions of the legal challenges that he faces. But what I can tell you is that when you look around the cities, when you grow up in poor communities like I did, and you watch the crime ravishing your communities, you ask yourself, what president has allowed that to happen? It's Joe Biden. When you have DAs around the country that says it's no longer a crime to steal $1,000 worth of goods and those stores start closing in San Francisco and across the country, you ask yourself, yeah. what, what president allowed that lawless behavior to continue? That's Joe Biden. You ask and yourself, who can restore Senator. the kind of law and order in our nation to allow it to go forward? That would be Donald Trump. Senator, I, I understand that you're talking about Joe yes, Biden, uh, but, I, but I do want to get your thoughts in a more fulsome way on Donald Trump because your endorsement uh, was a big deal and is a big deal. I just want to take one of the examples that I gave. Donald Trump calls the January 6th rioters hostages. You were at the Capitol that day. You said that you took off your jacket, you pulled up your sleeves, <clears throat> and you were prepared to defend yourself, quote, presumably until I died. Would you call... The people yes. who are now facing prosecution hostages? <clears throat> yes. I would say that every single person facing our justice system should have justice done. The facts and the evidence in each individual case matters. I have confidence that that process will play out. Here's what I said also in the book that I wrote. 
I talked about January the 6th because I'm one of the few people who was actually there. With the people outside, 99% of the people who showed up were there to exercise their First Amendment rights. What I said then is what I'll say now. I don't hold those people uh, at harm. I don't hold them responsible for the actions of a few. I do hold the few right. responsible. So the no few who are... So people the, have to be responsible for themselves. So the, the uh, to use your words, the few who are uh, being prosecuted, yes. going through the justice system, would you call them hostages? Just say yes. I believe that our Department of Justice... See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You guys all might like Tim Scott. That is a coward answer. This is my problem with the Republican Party. This is my problem. And everybody says, well, you know, I don't like Ron DeSantis that much anymore, but he did do good on this, this, and this, and this, so we have to be fair. Really? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Jeffrey Dahmer abided by all the laws that he had in his life? He did, except for one, which was very bad. Very bad. Now, I'm not saying Ron DeSantis broke laws and ate people. What I'm saying is you can't judge, you can't give somebody a pass because they were so good in all these other things, but then they did this atrocious thing. And the atrocious thing was backstabbing Donald Trump when you knew that the government was going after Donald Trump illegally. You should have stood up. You should have had the integrity. You should have had the loyalty to the man, and you didn't. That lets me know that you're a piece of crap and that everything you did, I don't care about. Everything you did was a ruse to get where you are today. Because, I, I, because when faced with an opportunity to show how much integrity you have, they have none. Tim Scott, same thing if you ask me. None. If you can't sit there and answer the damn question the way the question needs to be answered because you know the damn truth and you're going to sit there and dance around it like some uh, a, a, a politician moonwalking around the answer because you're afraid to give the wrong answer or the politically incorrect answer, you're a coward. You are a coward. Shut her up and say the election was not legitimate and you can't prove to me it was. Show me the receipts. It's very easy. If I'm walking out of Walmart with an item that I didn't pay for or an item that I paid for and they say, oh, hold on a minute. The thing's going off. Show me your receipt. Guess what I do? Pull out my receipt and show it to them. I should have no problem doing that. If election records are supposed to be kept for two years, you should have had no problem in the first two years of that ridiculously cheating, uh, ridiculously, uh, what's that called, Um, illegitimate election. If you couldn't show me the receipts, then you didn't win. Prove to me you won. Burden of proof is on you. I went to bed at night and I won. I woke up and your candidate won. He can't even talk. Weak. Tim Scott, weak. Ron DeSantis, weak. Nikki Haley, weak. 99.9% of elected officials, weak. Cowards. Now, while I'll be, I'm happy that Tim Scott endorsed Donald Trump, we don't need their endorsements anymore. Donald Trump is too big. Now, Donald Trump will tell you I need endorsements. I don't think he needs them. Nancy Mace just endorsed Donald Trump over the weekend. Why did you wait, Nancy? Thank you for your endorsement, but why did you wait? What reason do you have in waiting to endorse the president of the United States as Donald Trump? Why did you wait? They wait because they're waiting for something to see what what, they're they're like Lindsey Graham, flowing in the wind, right? Just flowing in the wind, 
What do I grab onto today? I can't lock myself into something, right? I can't make a commitment, right? No, I just got to blow in the wind until it's safe enough to say what I want to say. Cowards, all of them. Now, you guys all might be looking at it a little differently than I am, but that's how I see it. All of them, cowards, including Tim Scott, coward. Ladies and gentlemen, we're either going to have to take the bull by the horns and make this country great again, or we're going to be deceived again by all the people that tried to join with the Democrats and lock Donald Trump up and ultimately us just because they, well, bent the knee and gave in, gave in because they know they lost. So now you like him again? Now you're all friends? Oh, DeSantis is a good guy. Tim Scott, good guy. Nimrata Rondawa, good girl. Just good Americans. They have a right to run. They do, but should they have? No, they shouldn't have. And all of them that did, cowards. And I don't want anything to do with them. Every single one of them. Let's bring up the Rumble chat. Let's see what the LFA family thinks. I'm sure there's people that disagree with me, and that's okay. You're not a coward for disagreeing with me. You're not an elected official who has to bend the knee to the, uh, to the corporate donors either. Agree, because they are exposed and scared. Someone is advising them and telling them to wait. At this point, it doesn't mean much to be a fence sitter. Trump lives rent-free in all their heads. Michelle Obama blows all the time. She does. Ask her husband. Unfortunately, you can't have two members from the same family fill positions. Tim Scott campaigning, calling Floridian, saying, Senator Scott would appreciate your donations. He's a scumbag. Of course, they all do it so they can make more money off MAGA. That's all. That's all. Jeremy, what do you think of Benny? He's a loser to us now after finding out he was traveling with Vivek on the campaign trail. Uh, Yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is, right? People can do whatever they want, and there's consequences for those actions. You can't get a yes or, an answer, or, an, or no answer. It's always a circle. Exactly. Stop electing washy people. Tim Scott is trying to impress his white girl, fiance. Carrie Lake for VP. Well, there's my, there it is right there. You want to know the perfect answer? Give the Carrie Lake answer. Give the Matt Gates answer. Give the Clay Higgins answer. You want the answers? You want to, you want to give the correct answer? Answer the way they do. You want to know what to say when asked if the election was stolen? Think about what Carrie Lake would say and run that run with that. Because she's the only one around Donald Trump constantly that, that, that calls it like Donald Trump would. We cannot give these people passes. Thanks for your endorsement. Now piss off. We don't want anything else from you. You're done. Unbelievable. All right, folks, it is noon. I'm going to ask you guys to please make sure you click that thumbs up. Please share. We almost got to 6,000. And by the way, uh, all of your Rumble rants are very, very much appreciated because the Rumble rants do two things. Number one, they keep me having a producer. I could not have hired producer Eli if it wasn't for another source of income. We rely on the Rumble rants, and Eli is constantly going, am I going to have a job tomorrow or not? Uh, And also the Slurp Fund, which we're going to start back up in February. We gave away almost $100,000 last year. I know there's people that need some help in January, but we've been really trying to get things back in order from last year. We're going to start back up the Slurp Fund again in February. So the Rumble Rants that come in go towards our producer's salary and helping out people from the Slurp Fund, okay? So thank you all very much. It is time to get to our first sponsor of the day, folks. I got to tell you, this stuff, wow, Eli. Remember I told you last week was my first week ending this? The lean? 
I'm going to tell you what. Wow. Absolutely wow. Now, here's two different products from Brickhouse Nutrition. You got your Field of Greens and you got your Lean. Your Field of Greens will give you immediate and instant weight loss because you're actually putting in the right nutritions in your body. You're putting in the right vegetables, the right amount of fruits, and your body is making, you know, the adjustments and the changes, and you're going to do a lot of uh, irregular bathroom visits. But you're going to get everything you need in this, and it's going to give you the proper energy that you need from the proper nutrients that you need. Lean is different. Lean is made specifically for weight loss and to get rid of fatty acids. Now, I, uh, I've been taking this now for over a week. And I got to tell you, my fourth, third or fourth day, I started noticing major changes, major, major changes. I am li- talking about going to the bathroom, but I am not hungry at all. I am not hungry at all. You're supposed to take three pills in the morning before breakfast, and I am not hungry at all throughout the rest of the day. Not only that, Eli, I feel a lot tighter. You know what I mean? You know how you feel flabby and loose sometimes? I feel like tight as a tiger, tight like a tiger, you know? Exactly how that feels, because you keep bringing me hash browns, but there you are over there losing weight. See, Eli, maybe you should eat lean with your hash browns that I bring in every morning, right? Then you wouldn't have to worry about it, dummy. All you have to do is go to, um, actually, let me, let me bring up here because you're going to get a discount on this product. Just like you get on, on Field of Greens, you're going to get a discount on this product too. And, uh, I got to tell you, folks, it's 15% off. I thought it was 20, but it's 15% off. If you go to takelean.com, again, that's takelean.com, promo code LFA15, and it'll give you 15% off of this. And I'm telling you what, man, wow, just wow. There's very few products that I said, wow. Field of Greens, I said, wow. Now their other product, Lean, I said, wow. Their products are amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Takelean.com, promo code LFA15. Takelean.com, promo code LFA15. And again, of course, as always, your amazing Field of Greens. Now, here's what I did on Field of Greens, guys. Remember how they said you could only get one discount for your first order? Well, I got on the phone with them last week, and I said, not going to work. Not going to work. My LFA family deserves a lot more than that. I said, you guys have got to give that same discount every single time they go back and order something, or at least a discount. You can't give only one discount and then expect nobody else to get an incentive for for being an LFA family. So ladies and gentlemen, I don't think that's changed yet, but that is coming. They will be changing that. They do think that the LFA family is valuable. So fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA will get you 15% off your first order. And hopefully this week, it'll be every order after that. Fieldofgreens.com and takelean.com. LFA is your promo code for Field of Greens, and LFA15 is your promo code for Lean. Okay. Eli, how many cops died on January 6th? None. Say that again? How many? Say, so there's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. What comes before one? None. None is the answer. No cops died on January the 6th. So if no cops died, Eli, on January the 6th, and only protesters died on January the 6th, can you tell me how Joe Joe Biden attended funerals of the dead cops that died on January 6th? How is that possible? It was either in his dream or in a hallucination, probably when they gave him a shot to... Coax him out. Oh, I was in Puerto Rico with all the January 6th cops who died. I grew up in the Capitol on January 6th. I grew up there with my friend on a farm. 
and there was a corn pop there. Well, this weekend, Joe Biden, while trying to demonize Donald Trump and the January 6ers, said that he attended funerals for cops that died on J6. Roll it. 140 police officers were injured. Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because, Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, they died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. Over 140 police officers were injured. How's that possible? I know, I think, Eli, I think one or maybe two police officers died since January 6th, but it was completely debunked that anybody died as a result of January 6th. That was completely debunked. That's a fact. Worse and even way more sad is that certain people out there, that percentage of people who put stock in this guy still are like, oh, it must be true. And he was there and they died. And- That's like him saying, I, I know what it's like for the people of Maui. Lose their home. Okay? Jill, 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 Jill and I, Jill and I had a fire in the garage. It almost got, it almost took my Corvette. So I could sympathize with the people. Maui, fire. No cop died as a result of January 6th. Can I say that one more time? No cop. Eli, we're almost at 6,000. We only need 18 more people to get to 6,000. I know that there's some people that haven't shared out there. Let's get to that coveted 6,000. No, no cop, no police officer, no Capitol Police, no National Guard, no member of law enforcement whatsoever died as a result of anything that happened on or after January 6th. Joe Biden lied to the world. Now, Eli, when John Fetterman is saying the things that John Fetterman has been saying lately, and he comes out speaking in full sentences, he makes Joe Biden look like Einstein. Did you hear what Joe Biden or uh, John Fetterman said about the border this weekend on CNN? He said, you got to be crazy to think that the border isn't being invaded. You got to be crazy. Why is it so bad to point out the borders being overrun and invaded? John Fetterman. (laughs) I mean, excuse me, Eli. John Betterman. (laughs) Right? John Betterman. Not John Fetterman. John Betterman. By the way, we just hit 6,000. Rumble the video. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race that I'm very much a, a strong supporter of immigration. And, you know, my my wife's family, I, that's the uh, Oregon story about that. Uh, and I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. And I really uh, I think about immigration is we want to provide the American dream for any uh, migrant. But it seems very difficult when you have 300,000 people showing up encountered at, at our border to do that. And I think we need to, to re, do a reset and we have to work together uh, and develop uh, a new comprehensive solution to that. Wow. Wow. He said, Eli, he said something that made major sense. He said, I think two things can be said. You can be for immigration, but at the same time say that we need to secure our border. Is that true? I think it's true. I'm for, I'm for immigration. We need it. We need people coming to this country. 
but we need them to come legally so they can assimilate, so they can learn the languages, so they can learn the laws, so they can learn the culture, so they can learn the tradition, so they can learn our history, so that they can hold dear to them, to their hearts, what we hold dear to our hearts. Now, John Fetterman, John Betterman, isn't becoming a Republican, I don't think, or anything like that. I just think something is going on where John Betterman is now speaking common sense. You don't have to be a Republican or a Democrat to speak common sense. Eli, we've done it before, and I'm afraid to do it again. But roll it. The Smarty Award of the Day today goes to John Fetterman, Eli. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird that we are giving Jean Betterman the smarty award of the day? So what do you think this is? Do you think he's just touching on it now because, oh, these the Americans aren't forgetting about the border and dropping it and letting it go and we're not hiding it well enough, so better jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, it's horrible and we got to close it. Something like that? Dude, I honestly think that the, that the stroke that he had, look, I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that the guy had some kind of a revelation or anything like that. What I am saying is that I think the stroke that he had, the Democrat Party is doing to him or did to him what they're doing to Joe Biden currently. I saw that they, I see that they saw an opportunity to have a complete puppet. You see, a lot of people think that the Democrats don't like Joe Biden in there. Folks, don't get it twisted. The Democrats love the fact that Joe Biden is in there. He's a guy that has no idea what's going on. He can be completely controlled, and he can't even take the blame for it because he doesn't know what's going on. Trust me, the Democrat Party did the same thing to John Fetterman as they're doing to Joe Biden and as they did to the the Black Lives Matter movement. They completely take it over. They completely run it and control it until they can't anymore. And I think that John Betterman is just starting to get further away from the stroke So he's saying common sense things. Now, he's still the village idiot. I still wouldn't trust that man at all. But I do like when their own party goes against them and says the obvious truth of what we've been trying to get them to say forever. Now, since we're on the topic of the border, we got to talk about the border, folks. An independent journalist known as First Responder Media on social media experienced a chilling, and I mean chilling interaction, while conducting interviews with a group of illegal aliens who had recently crossed into the country illegally. The journalist who had been covering border issues reported a particularly ominous exchange that raises concerns about the safety of Americans during the invasion of our border. According to the journalist's account, a situation escalated when he asked one of the individuals about their origin. The response was unexpectedly aggressive. Now, we're going to talk about the response after I show you the response. We get this pulled up on the screen here. Okay, perfect. Roll it. By the way, if you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very Very easy. The, the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Play that again. Listen to what he says. Play it again. Please, by the way, if you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. 
Very easy. Wow, very easy. The, the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Soon you will know who I am. He says, you don't know who I am. You don't know me because you're not smart. But that's okay. Soon you will know who I am. I'm a lot bigger than that. What does he mean? What could he possibly mean? And by the way, I think it's time. By the way, Ryan Matta and LFTV, LFA TV are heading to the border. We're heading to the, uh, the border February 3rd. Okay? And what needs to be said from these, what needs to be, these independent journalists, like if I was down there, I'm not going to tell them what they need to do because, hey, they're down there and I'm not. I'm here doing my show. So I'm not going to tell them what they need to say. What I would like to see these people do is goat them. I'd like to see them basically bait them into an argument. That's what I want to see from now on. I want to see people say, wow, when he said the entitlement, the entitlement. I want to see, I want to see people say, you're nothing but a scum-sucking rat running from your own country because you're too coward enough to change it. So you run here so that we'll give you a free life because you're a lazy, freeloading piece of trash. Isn't that true? And your country is trash where you come from. Isn't that true? And your religion is trash that you're bringing. Isn't that true? And the diseases and the, and the entitlement laziness that you're bringing is trash. Isn't that true, you trash? You see, I wouldn't be 100% serious in all those things I was saying. I would bait them into saying what that guy just said. That's what I would do. You don't know who I am because you're stupid, but you're going to know who I am. And he's like, wow, entitlement, entitlement, entitlement. And he says, no, nah, I'm much bigger than that. Terrorist attacks, folks. That's what's happening. That's what's happening on the southern border. Terrorists are coming through, and you're going to see an uptick of terrorist attacks in 2024. He said it, not me. Let's see what the LFA says. Terror cells. Soon you will know who I am. February 3rd. Not enough info being shared about the trip. Please share link. See now, look, I'm still sitting here. You want Democrats to shut down the border invasion? Give them, give them all illegals Trump t-shirts. Give all the illegals Trump t-shirts. No, 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 Jeremy, don't get it wrong. These people are being sent here to destroy the Western civilization. Oh, I know that. I know that. I've known that since the beginning. Known that since the beginning. He's a terrorist. Yes, he is. And if I was that journalist, I would have grabbed him by the throat, choked the life out of him right then and there. You came across my country and you threatened my country? Them's fighting words. I'd have choked the life out of him right there. You're going to know. Excuse me, is that a threat? He sounds like a terrorist. Sounds like a threat, and that's what I would have said. Guess he didn't come into Texas. Locked and loaded. They're being planned out by the deep state. You guys get it. You know it. I want to thank all of the donors. Thank you very much. Kel Kel, God bless you. Thank you so very much. We appreciate you. Jeremy, I saw a video that our government is experimenting with these illegals with AI. I, I've seen that too. Gives me chills, says Voter USA. Sleeper cell? I think it's a lot bigger than that even. I think it's a lot bigger than even that. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Now, we've got a few things to get into about these, about voting. So we're going to take a quick shift here. So if you guys don't mind, I'm going to take a drink of my Field of Greens. That's not Christian of you, Jeremy, to choke the life out of him. I know, I know. As soon as I said it, God was weighing on my heart saying, you can't kill people. No, you're right, I can't. 
But boy, in that moment, threatening my Americans, potentially my family, as you just illegally came into our country, hmm, would it be justified? Shan says we need to start holding the people accountable for their actions. Well, I think that is what um, electing Donald Trump is. Remember, Donald Trump saying, or his, his, uh, his uh, slogan for this presidency is, if you want revenge on or retribution on your government, elect me. Elect me. Amen. I think they will use AI for the election. There's a lot of scary stuff about that. Okay, we're going to move on. We got an exclusive story here from the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoft. A local reporter describes election expert Halderman breaking into Dominion voting machine and changing the vote totals during his Georgia testimony. After speaking with the election integrity expert Garland Favorito, we discovered that the courtroom display was much more serious than originally reported. J. Alex Halderman demonstrated in court how Dominion machines were hacked and altered in their tabulations. On Friday, in federal court in Atlanta, Georgia, University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, J. Alex Halderman, testified in front of Judge Amy Totenberg's courtroom about the Dominion voting machines used in the Georgia election in 2020. As reported, during his testimony, Halderman was able to hack a Dominion voting machine and change the tabulation in front of U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg in the courtroom. Halderman used only a pen to change the vote totals. His testimony was part of a long-running lawsuit by election integrity activists set as a bench trial. The plaintiffs seek to remove what they say are insecure voting machines in Georgia in favor in favor of the more secure paper ballot. Following the explosive report of the Gateway Pundit on Saturday night, they then spoke with Georgia reporter Amber Connor, who has been sitting in the courtroom during the trial for the past two weeks. Amber confirmed what was reported earlier about Halderman's demonstration live on how the Dominion voting machine and the changing of the totals using only a pen in fact happened. In fact, Halderman borrowed the pen from the defense attorney for the demonstration. The mainstream legacy news media has decided to ignore this historic case taking place in Georgia for some reason. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. So now, folks, state by state, things are happening. I want to give a big shout out to to J. Alex Halderman. I want to give a big shout out to Jim Hoft and the Gateway Pundit for covering this. And I want to give an even bigger shout out to the judge who saw it happen right in front of her eyes and is going to be forced to make a ruling on it. And I pray that she makes the correct ruling because they said that Dominion themselves has said that you cannot hack into these machines. Dominion said it, Eli. They said you cannot hack into our machines. Now in 2020, Javon Hutton Pulitzer did it live in court as well. And they just did it again as they're getting closer to bringing down some heat on Brad Raffensperger. So I'll bring you updates as that goes and we'll see where that goes to. Now, staying with election interference here for a minute. Here's some shocking exclusive as well. Nearly two-thirds of all controls needed to ensure accurate and secure elections are missing. You see, this is part of being proactive 
rather than being reactive. The United States election process is broken. You know it. I know it. Nearly two-thirds of all controls needed to ensure that the accuracy and and the securing of our elections, they are missing. In the corporate world of controls, related to the financial reporting process of inventoried and tested annually, for multinational companies, this can mean over 1,000 controls are tested each year. Testing is performed by internal and external auditors all year long. If a control is not in place, not working, or designed properly, the control issues are addressed and the control is retested at year end. All key controls must be in place and working properly before the external auditor will sign off on the company's financials reported to the public. In contrast, in the United States election process, only one-third of all controls are in place. The U.S. election process is a disaster and it's broken. A group of election experts and professionals from various fields performed an analysis of the controls necessary to be in place to ensure accurate and secure elections. You know, like not putting up big cardboard in the window, not kicking out poll watchers, not dumping in a bunch of ballots overnight, not moving ballots from one place to another without them being secure, not making sure that the machines can't be hacked into in real time. This group, which labels itself Fate 2024, performed its work over the past few months. Fate 2024 identified 14 key processes that are part of the United States elections. Let's go through them now. Voter registration, voter roll maintenance, which is usually all run by a system called ERIC, which is a Soros-funded and operated system, by the way. Ballot printing, vote by mail, which shouldn't happen. Vote in person, which should happen. Reporting results, election certification, ballot storage and maintenance, system security, election donations, election facility management, selection of election personnel, and effective governance. Within these 14 processes, 100 100 sub-processes were defined. Next, over 500 detailed controls were identified in total in these sub-processes. Per the analysis of these controls, their report shows that only 36% of the controls identified were in place. That means 64% were not. That means two-thirds of the American election process is broken or not identified or not even present. If two-thirds of the things needed to ensure a safe and secure election are not in place, then that means that we don't have safe and secure elections. Regardless of the ifs, the ands, or the buts, The fact that two-thirds are not in place shows that our election system is busted. And if our election system is busted and two-thirds of the processes aren't in place, while two-thirds of the country think the election was stolen or that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president, 68% think that, by the way, then that means that our democracy is dead. The democracy that they're always saying that we should keep and hold on to so very dearly is dead and gone. And we're going to make that a short clip, Eli. The election processes. Two-thirds are not in place. That means these states better get their you-know-what's in gear and get it done now. Because we are being proactive so that we don't have to be reactive. Share the video. Now, part of our country working and our elections working and the processes working is that we have rights. We have the right to choose who we want to lead and govern. We have the right to freedom of speech. We have the right to um, 
to have arms, to not be impeded in any way, shape, or form. We have the right to privacy. We have rights. But none more important than the right of freedom of speech. There's no such thing as hate speech. There's only such thing as you don't like speech. Last week on Wednesday, a federal judge had to rule on the side of the Constitution, on the side of the constitutional rights of an Ohio elected official after they were violated when she was arrested while on the job for criticizing the sheriff at a public meeting. U.S. District Judge Philip Calbrisi ruled that the arrest violated the First Amendment. You're damn right it does. I don't care what she said. Nikki Frenchko, the sole Republican on the three-member Trimble County Board of Commissioners, was arrested during a county commissioner meeting on July 7th of 2022. It's just now being fixed. She was charged under a contentious Ohio law that criminalizes actions of speech intended to prevent or disrupt a lawful meeting. The sheriffs didn't like the fact that she criticized them or the way that they do their jobs in that county, and they arrested her on the spot. She won that last Wednesday. Roll this video. Jobs and Family Services is not posting. Ms. Frenchko. What? Please stand up, please. Why? Because I'm requesting you to stand up, please. We're not going to deal with this. You're being very disruptive. You're disrupting the meeting. I'm Stand up. Stand up, ma'am, please. Stand up. Disrupting a meeting? That's correct. You're being disruptive. Stand up. You can be removed from being disruptive. You stand up now. Put your phone down, ma'am. Why? Put your phone down, ma'am. This is for my safety. I'd rather go out where there's videos. Do you have a video on? I do not. No. No. Down. You're now under arrest for disrupting public meeting. Come down. We're going to place you in handcuffs. I. You are now under arrest for disruption I have, of public meeting. I have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am. Um, am I going to have a medical? Look, I have. Do you want us to call a squad for you? Are you having a medical issue? Jobs and family services. So there you go. They arrested her because she was being critical of the sheriff's department of the lack of doing their duty during that county commissioner meeting, which she has 100% right to do, which she's actually elected to do, and they arrested her because they didn't like it. Sounds like the way they arrested uh, uh, Owen Schroyer for hate uh, for free speech, right? I want to give a big shout-out, you guys, to Bull Cub, B-U-L-L-C-U-B, in the chat. That's my cousin Anthony, my cousin Tony. Give a big shout-out to Mr. Tony Harrell. And if you're in Illinois specifically the northwestern part of Illinois, and you need any electrical work done, then reach out to Harold Electric in northwestern Illinois, and my cousin Tony will make sure that you are definitely taken care of. All right. Before we get to our next commercial break, I told you all in the beginning of the show that one of the topics that we were going to discuss is all of this rhetoric lately about assassinating Donald Trump. Now, let me just make it real clear for all the morons out there. You cannot talk about assassinating a president. Now, when we talk about Joe Biden being hung for treason, we are very, very, very careful in the way we speak. And we say, if found guilty in a court of law and legally, you can be hung for treason. And that's what I would like to see. But we don't. We fall very short of threatening a president of the United States, whether he's legally there or not. But these Democrats, they're getting away with it, Eli. 
These Democrats are getting away with it. And they're talking about, they're, they're very, very lightly insinuating Donald Trump's death on national TV. Now I'm going to bring up this loser on CNN or on MSNBC who thinks that he's got a brain. He's probably the dumbest and most ignorant man alive. And I'm not saying that because I don't like him. He truly is a very dumb and ignorant man. Listen to the way he touts what Donald Trump is arguing in Supreme Court right now and what could be done. The Trump and his lawyers forget, I think, is that they ain't president yet, right? So if the Supreme Court says that the presidents have this, you know, complete immunity from prosecution and whatever, what's to stop, oh, I don't know, the actual president, <laughs> Joe Biden, from launching a preemptive strike on a rebel stronghold at Mar-a-Lago right. to engineer regime change? What's to stop Biden from doing that, right? Like, I don't think Trump has thought this through. Perhaps it's like on the next page of his bedside copy of Mind Confident. He hasn't gotten to where the logic of his argument goes. But for the record, as Andrew was saying, I do not think that Biden has the power to launch a strike against his political rival, right? right. I think it would violate posse comitatus and, you know, murder yes, laws, right, yes, right? Right. right? And so I think that Biden, if he did that, would be prosecuted. Trump doesn't seem to understand, and the people who support Trump don't seem to understand, that the powers he calls on to himself then must be given to every single other president. But I think... John Roberts will so understand that. That I think is an important distinction because I think the Supreme Court does understand that, although they could find ways around that too. But I mean, like, remember, read Bush v. Gore, right? right? Good for one right only. And the thing that Trump and his lawyer. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the welfare version of Don King, okay? He is the welfare food stamp recipient version of Don King. That guy is absolutely stupid. And I think, Eli, it's a good. Yeah, I think he should get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. How about you? Dumb Dumb Award of the Day today to that loser. I don't know, the actual president. You know what's going to happen to these people, Eli? All of them are going to I'm leaving the country if Donald Trump is elected. How much you want to make a bet that that welfare recipient wish version of Don King's scumbag, no-brain-having moron doesn't go anywhere? None of them do. None of them will. None of them ever will. You know what? You do have to give uh, one of them credit, though. George Clooney did. Moved his whole family to Italy. But he came back. Do you know why? He was afraid for his family's safety with all the illegal immigration. How about that? How about that? Even child diddlers like George Clooney and Tom Hanks are afraid of illegals. Isn't that something? Anyway, he's not the only one who's making very vague uh, insinuations about Donald Trump dying. How about Alex Soros? George Soros is a estranged moron son. Eli, did you see the videos of Alex Soros talking at the WEF? Dude, it was the most unbearable. You think Barack Obama is unbearable, unbearable to listen to? And he's like, uh, um, uh. Every other word out of Alex Soros' little billionaire bitchy mouth was, uh, um, uh, um, uh. So much so that he had more uhs and ums than he did words about Donald Trump. Anyway... They want him gone. They want him gone at all costs. Donald Trump lives rent-free in these losers' heads. He's about ready to absolutely take the country back, and the markets are even responding to the fact that Donald Trump poll numbers are so high. When, when Nikki Haley, or when, uh, when, when Ron DeSantis dropped out, the markets went up. When Donald Trump won Iowa so decisively, the markets went up. Do you want to know why? Because the markets are responding to Donald Trump coming back. 
Alex Soros, son of the emperor George Soros, is currently facing scrutiny due to his recent tweet sharing a post from a far-left news organization, The Atlantic, that features a bullet hole and the sum of $47, Eli. Isn't that something? A bullet hole and the sum of $47. We pull this up on the screen. Ah, perfect. Let's, uh, there we go. That'll work. Check it out, folks. Look at that. Look at that. A bullet hole in a window. And let's count them here. Ready? 20, 30, 35, 45, because that's a 10 and that's a 5, 46, and 47. Now, what on God's green earth could Alex Soros be insinuating by posting this? I think the Secret Service need to give Alex Soros a nice visit. I think Alex Soros should be immediately arrested and questioned for posting on his Twitter account a bullet hole in a window and $47. President Trump is going to be the 47th president. So even Alex Soros knows that Donald Trump is coming back. Let's see what the LFA family thinks of this one, Eli. I I imagine this is going to tick a lot of people off, ain't it? Hope the Secret Service sees that. Trump leaves them all speechless. This is sick. Soros are sickos. We're coming for you. I like that. He should be arrested now. And there's four and five on the bills, 45. There you go. There's another, there's another uh, Easter egg for you. Assassinate 47 is exactly what Alex Soros is saying. Exactly, Jeremy. Secret Service should be notified. You know you guys can all tag Secret Service on social media, right? By the way, Eli, 6,200 people watching and we're not even featured. That goes to show you the power of the LFA family. Sick and tired of the crap. That's a threat to Trump. He should be kicked off X. My cousin Aspen, who, by the way, is Tony's sister, Aspen and Tony, brother and sister, my beloved Harold cousins. That's exactly right. You're 100% right. This is what the deep state wants. Oh, they do. And that's why you're hearing more of it. Because it's dog whistling, folks. They know there's crazy people out there that will listen. They know there is. They know there is. Folks, before we move on, Jeremy, he needs to be exposed. Seize their assets. Amen. 100%. I agree. They're all in the pockets of the demon rats. Elon Musk, no source is evil. Well, you know what, guys? Everybody needs to go to Alex, Alex Soros's page, and they need to report that immediately. They need to report that, and they need to tag the Secret Service in that post. So if you have X or Twitter, I know most of you don't, but if you do, I want you guys to go to Alex Soros' page, I want you to report that post, and I want you to also tag the Secret Service in it. Right now. All right. Now, before we move on to the last segment of today's show, by the way, it's been an honor having so many of you for for two hours of this show. I'll ask you to do one more round of sharing if you can. You don't have to, but if you could, I'd really, really appreciate it. And also, those who might have just joined in, For the first time, make sure you're logged into your Rumble account and make sure you give us a Rumble. That's just a thumbs up 
across the board, we would really appreciate it. Now, before we go to our next segment of today's show, I do want to talk about three of our partners that we're going to bring up on the screen right now, one at a time, not all of them. We don't want to confuse you. And the first one is our wonderful and our beloved TacRite binoculars, folks. TacRite night vision binoculars. Now, you guys know we've been partnered with TacRite for quite some time, but every time you don't hear us talking about them, it's because that product has sold out. So they have to get more, and then they have to get them to market, and then they have to reach back out to us and say, hey, we got the product back. Now, a lot of you have bought two or three things probably through TacRite, but I got to tell you, folks, 50% off real high-quality night vision goggles that also substitute as binoculars, crystal clear, large screen, crystal clear. Ricky says, great buy. I didn't know how good these would be, but bought them anyway. I'm very pleased with the quality. You should be because it's amazing. Fran says, this is one of the most amazing night vision cameras ever. It is. Way better than the hunting ones you can get. We like all four options on the camera. It's going to be used a lot when we go camping. We're trying to figure out the SD card as it shows not inserted. We are very excited about this product. Teresa says, these are one of the coolest things. I've got these for my tween grandsons. Their dads are enjoying them just as much. And how about this one? Sharp, bright image. A must-have while alert, walking around during the dark. I bought, this, uh, I bought this for when I'm trekking to my blind deep in the back of the forest I hunt in. I needed some help visually when it's pitch black, no moon out, due to the terrain and waterways so I don't fall and destroy my ankle or whatever. I just tried these goggles out and wow, just wow, 10 stars. I was highly skeptical this would do anything other than give me sight in the darkness for 15 or, or, or 10 or 15 yards. Ladies and gentlemen, Tackright brings it every time. So get yours today for yourself, for your grandsons, for your granddaughters, for your mom, for your uncle, for your dad, anybody who likes to hunt, do outdoor activities. TackrightLFA.com. That is TackrightLFA.com. Also, another very, 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 very well-respected member and partner of our uh, message and our team here, and that's for Patriots. Folks, I don't have to tell you. You can feel 2024 is going to be a year of disaster and calamity. Now, I'm not saying that out of fear. I would much rather live peaceful and joyful. Now, I do with the Lord. But in this world, ladies and gentlemen, bad things are going to happen in 2024. And if they don't, thank God. But when they do... You're going to make sure that you are prepared and you do that by going to the number four patriots.com slash LFA today. That's the number four patriots.com slash LFA today. Do you know Arthur Nettler said he ordered a dozen of those night vision goggles, Eli? He's going to need them down there on the border like that. He's going to need them. But four patriots folks now allows you to make payment plans as well. So go to four patriots.com. That is four patriots.com slash LFA. Make sure that you are not going to be caught with your pants down when Pete Buttigieg is around. Right, Eli? <laughs> What's the matter? Oh, oh nothing. I, <laughs> I think that's funny. And I think it's true. It doesn't matter if it's survival food, if it's electricity, if it's tools, whatever it is that you need, forpatriots.com slash LFA. And the very, very last sponsor of today, folks, Goldco.com. Let's bring them up on the screen. Very happy with my decision, said Jeffrey B. Well, I understand why. Because once you have real gold and real silver in your hands, or once you know that the rest of your 401k that's left or your retirement 
is in a secure gold and silver IRA. Lifts all of that anxiety and worry off your shoulders. Now, how many of you have worked for 30, 40, or 50 years just to watch whatever you work for completely to just be eradicated because of this administration? It is time to take matters into your own hands, especially as inflation and gas and everything is going up. You need to be secure so that when Donald Trump comes back and you sell this stuff, you get the biggest bang for your buck and you could sell it right back to GoldCo. GoldCo.com slash live. GoldCo.com slash live or 855-450-1394 today to request a free gold and silver IRA kit. Also, I am working on Gold Co. to be able for you guys to buy small purchases too. Field of Greens and Gold Co. have been my partners for a very long time. And I said, look, we've worked together for a very long time. You need to open it up so that more people in the LFA family can buy gold, buy silver, and get a discount on their Field of Greens. So just know I'm working for you to try to make that happen for everybody that can't get the big ones, right? Mima says, Eli, Liz, will just come to your house, Jeremy. You have it all. I do. I do. Jacob's fan says, my 401k is completely gone. I'm so sorry, man. I really am so sorry that's happening to you. I really am. But if it makes you feel any better, Alec Baldwin's life is about to be gone too. Alec Baldwin's money is about to be gone as well. Alec Baldwin's cushy little life is about to be gone as well. Isn't it nice to see that all these people are starting to get what's coming to them? Eli, I know you really, really love this news. Loving it. Eli, what's wrong with Alec Baldwin? Oh, he's one of the most, the biggest scumbags on the planet Earth. He murdered someone. He's been getting away with it, but justice is coming, Alec. Justice is coming. Oh, and by the way, while I have 6,000 of you here, we are covering the presidential primary here in New Hampshire tomorrow. It's going to be a late night. Burning the late night oil, Eli. Going to be a barn burner. I know you don't know what that means. Burn that barn. We're going to burn barns. No, we're not going to burn barns. It's going to be a barn burner right here tomorrow night. Election coverage of the New Hampshire primary election will be here on LFA TV tomorrow night. 6,000 of you. There's no excuse for you to watch it on RSPN. There's no excuse for you to watch it on Real America's Voice News or Fox News. They lie anyway. Come right here. Rumble.com slash LFA TV tomorrow to get real coverage of the New Hampshire primary all the way through the, um, the results coming in. And not only that, we're going to take phone calls too that night. So it's going to be a hell of an election coverage night here on LFA TV tomorrow. Do not forget. Now, somebody who will probably not be watching the New Hampshire primary coverage is Alec Baldwin. Now, folks, he has now been indicted for manslaughter. It looks like the charges were ultimately going to be dropped on, that, on, the, uh, on him murdering somebody. But they have come back now, and they have now charged Alec Baldwin with manslaughter. And because of that, folks, he's not getting any more shows. He's not getting any deals. Nobody's hiring him. Saturday Night Live won't even bring him back on. It's so bad, Eli. He's selling his beloved home in New York. And he just had to drop the price by millions of dollars because he needs money that bad. <laughs> I guess justice is truly about to be served. Eli, are you ready for this? You're going to love this. You're going to love this ad. This is him and his real estate agent making an ad to sell his home after they dropped the price millions of dollars. Roll it. 
Now, what you're looking at here, folks, is the home of estranged Alec Baldwin. Now, Alec Baldwin has made his career off being a loser and his name. Hey, I'm Alec Baldwin. I've had a home out here on the east end of Long Island uh, since 1982. Uh, when I was younger, we'd come out here and we'd sleep all morning and lay on the beach all day. Uh, <laughs> Not anymore. This place is the best. <laughs> Not for you. My first house was here on Bluff Road in Amagansett, uh, a house I rented uh, for five years. And then after that, I decided to uh, buy my own place. I bought my first house here on Old Montauk Highway. Does anybody care? Uh, around the corner from Atlantic Avenue Beach. <laughs> I had this little cottage over here for about seven or eight years. And then I decided that I wanted something bigger. So I bought my house over on Town Lane. I bought this house back in 1995. Uh, I put this addition on on the eastern side of the property in 1996, and my wife, Ilaria, and I built this addition on the western side of the property in 2014. We've got about 10,000 square feet here. I fell in love with this place the moment I came here because it's, uh, this is the main family home of the uh, former Potter Farm, the Potter family. You just can't get this out here anymore. You can't buy uh, big pieces of land, uh, especially in Amagansett, um, that I know of. And uh, I've always loved it here. Uh, we've got all this open land here in reserve. The meadow in the front of my property is in reserve. It's a very, very uh, low density area. And I love coming here. I'm always happiest uh, when I come here, uh, especially this time of year. I love it in the wintertime because it's so peaceful and it's so beautiful. I'm a Five words you pronounce wrong two years before your brain. I'm a and I'm not what I Eli, to be. I wonder if this jail cell is going to have additions in 10,000 square feet. <laughs> you know, I don't like how we worded that either. I put this addition on, and my wife and I put this. You didn't put Schiff on. You hired people to build onto the house, but don't get us thinking you're some kind of builder, Bob the Builder, all of a sudden. Not only that, thanks for throwing your white privilege in everybody's face. Right, Eli? I first bought this house, then I bought that house, then I bought this house, then I bought that house. That sounds like a lot of white privilege to me. Wow, wow. At least he had to rent the first one. Unbelievable. Now, Eli, moving from white privilege to Dana white privilege, right? So a lot of fighters will say, a lot of black fighters that think that uh, the UFC and is racist and there's just racists everywhere... They will say that if Dana White doesn't give them the fight that they want, like if they don't get to fight for the belt, but a white guy does over them, then that's Dana White privilege. Now, if you don't know who Dana White is, Dana White is the CEO and president of the UFC. Dana White built the UFC to what it is today. Without the promoter known as Dana White, you would not see such a great leader in his company or such a great company and a very, very close friend of Donald Trump's. Now, no, Dana White has done things over in his career that I don't agree with, just like I've done things that you don't all agree with. But for the main part, I love me some Dana White, especially, Eli, oh, especially when Dana White shuts down a woke liberal Canadian reporter who doesn't know his arse from his elbow and decides he's going to call Dana White out on something. How does that work out, Eli, every time someone does that? Well, then he decides to uh, change his tune and move on to the next question. Tune in. <laughs> Yeah, Dana White really lets people have it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to, uh, first of all, I'd like to say viewer discretion advised. Because if you're talking to Dana White on stage, uh, you never know what the guy's going to say or how he's going to say it. He, he's like Donald Trump. 
He says what he means, means what he says, and that's the end of it. And if you don't like it, TFB, Eli, he always says. TFB, I'm sure you could figure that out. So here's what Dana White said to a Canadian woke reporter who had something to say about Sean Strickland in his homophobic and anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. Listen to what Dana White says. Like, you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St- like Free speech. Control when... what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? Oh, I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, Uh, probably a good idea. (laughs) That's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. If about, like, you obviously give a lot. So then he goes on to say, he goes on to say after that, he goes, the two women that were fighting in the co-main event right before Sean Strickland were both gay women fighting for a title. He says both of those women sat up here on this stage with Sean Strickland for multiple events. He says, do you think that they give a damn what Sean Strickland thinks about their life? Do you think that they give a damn in the struggles of their life? And what they're going through and their uh, ups and downs that they care what Sean Strickland believes or if he thinks that they're valid in any way? Probably not. But they don't care. This is the fight business. Things happen like that here. It is what it is. Emotions are high. You're literally getting in there to fight somebody, possibly to the death. And you're worried about words? No. This is the fight business. And we're not playing that game here. I like Eli when the reporter said, well, that was my question, but I'll probably just move on. He says, yeah, probably a good idea. And, you know, I love how Dana handled it. But for the most part, what I wish people would do in situations like these is that question has absolutely nothing to do with fighting. It has nothing to do with why we're here. It's like a car company saying, we're releasing the new 6000 SUX and it's going to have a V8 engine. Yeah. Yeah. But what about trans people? What about them? They can get in the car that we make, too. Isn't that great? Unbelievable. By the way, Sean Strickland lost uh, to um, DuPlessis, who's South African. Um, and big shout-out to South Africa. They win their first title. Big shout-out to, uh, to, to, to Drikas DuPlessis. He's, he fought well. He did not win the fight. I can tell you that. If you want my honest opinion and you watch MMA, uh, Sean Strickland won the first, ma- first round, second round, and the fifth round. You have to take three rounds in a five-round fight to win. It went to the judge's scorecard, and they gave it to DePlessis. Why? I don't know. Because he did not win three rounds of that fight. Long story short, Sean Strickland, like a man, said, congratulations, I'm out. Thank you very much. And he left. Big shout-out to Sean Strickland. Big shout-out to Dana White. Big shout-out to the entire UFC. Now, calling out fascism for what it is. Because, Eli, make no mistake, what that reporter was basically saying is, I love fascism. Yeah, that's what they're all saying. They want the days of Hitler back. I don't know why, but they do. So there's very few people in our world that will stand up and give it to the people like the way they should get it. You got your Sean Strickland's, you got your Donald Trump's, 
You got your Dana Whites. You got your Jeremy Harrells. You got a lot of people that uh, a lot of people that stand up for the wrong thing, and very few people that stand up for the right thing. Well, this video you're about to see is called "Standing Up for the Right Thing," and we need to stand up against fascism. We need to call it out for what it really is. We need to not give these people passes just because we don't want to upset the apple cart. When we see somebody doing something wrong, trans crap or LGBTQ crap, shoving it down kids' throats, we need to call it out in public just right there, right where it is. You need to have that kind of cow- of courage or else you'll be a coward. It's time to start standing up. How do you stop fascism? Talk about it. Roll it. I call myself a Republican. Now, someone wants to say, well, Simon, you're a radical Republican. I'm like, that's a label I can get my head around. Why? Well, because this country was founded by radical Republicans. Let's go! It wasn't founded by liberals or conservatives. It was founded by radical Republicans. Who said, give me liberty or give me death? I'm here to speak today. I believe, Gary, you said it was item KKK in the agenda book. Well, isn't that just a perfect, perfect summation of what it is I'm here to talk about? KKK, your proposed new school board policy, seeking once again to limit the constitutionally protected speech of American citizens. Now, you snowflakes apparently have a bigger problem with public comment. It seems to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. Well... I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government I will policy. You, I will do warn not you, warn me or do not interrupt my time. That if, if you interrupt my personal time, insults like that again, my or time. if you personally direct your comments, you will Let be asked be to clear. step away from I'm, the podium. I'm going to I am asking you, you to make your comments, I'm but do not do name do not calling talk like over you me. just did. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. And I will, I will, caution, you, I will caution you, solicitor. There is a video camera to my left. If you edit this tape, then you're going to have a big legal problem on your hands because my right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit because this is the United States of America. Woo! Gotta love that, huh? Now, yeah, that's about, what, three years old? I think that video came out. 
maybe not three years old, maybe it's two years old. Long story short, it's still relevant, and every word that that man said is exactly what Dana White was embodying when he was telling that. I don't put a leash on anybody. It's not my job to put a leash on another human being, but that's what Democrats want. They want leashes on everybody. They want hoods on everybody. They want burning crosses everywhere. They want blacks as slaves. They want browns as slaves. Ask Nimrata Randawa. She's bullied for it every day, right, Eli? How can you bully me for being brown? Eli, get that, give us that one more time before we go. Come on. You better stop bullying her. She's very brown. She's very Indian. She loves curry. She loves rice. She loves all these types of things. And she's here to fight for America. So just fight with her. Durka, durka, durka. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot end this show. I can't possibly end this show. To go to Will Johnson next, who's filling in for Kevin Smith, right, Eli? Is that true? Is Will Johnson next? Is he filling in for the great Kevin Smith today? Yeah. Woo, you're going to get two hours of dreadlocks today, ladies and gentlemen, from the great Will Johnson. Coming up next, filling in for the great philosophizer himself, Eli, Kevin Smith. Kevin the Einstein Smith. Right, Eli? Socrates of our time. <laughs> Socrates of our time. He's being filled in for today. Uh, by Will Johnson. Now, folks, if you want to help us out here, Will Johnson did. He bought himself some rapture-ready gear. Get yourself some rapture-ready sweatpants. Get yourself some rapture-ready hats. Get a rapture-ready T-shirt or long-sleeve shirt. Get yourself a a, a pro-Donald Trump T-shirt or an LFA T-shirt, a sleeved and not sleeved for all those guys out there who like suns out, guns out. So much stuff on the LFA TV store and a huge blowout sale as well. $10 or less. Get rid of these items so we can get more stuff. I want to thank you all for being here today. It's been a great show. It always is with all of you. I really appreciate it. Remember, we are doing election coverage tomorrow night right here on LFA TV. But make sure you stay tuned all day to all of our shows, all the way up until this evening. We even got Roger Stone at 8 o'clock. We've got Drew Hernandez at 7. Will Johnson again at 6. We got nighttime shows like Trumpet Daily with Stephen Flurry and Man in America. Folks, LFA is only getting bigger. Also, make sure you check out our weekend shows that we just had on this weekend as well. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'm going to try to hit that camera with this here piece of paper. Let's see if I can do it. Till then, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you. Peace.